the bear shit in the woods? If a tree falls over and it makes a noise, does the bear poop in here the tree? I don't know. That's a question I've never thought about. Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? It is Wednesday, and uh, that means it is time for Sam and Kyle. See what's up. Kyle, what's up, buddy? What you doing? Not much, man. All right. For those of you just finding the show, this is the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. I'm the Small Business Surgeon, Sam, and uh, we do a few different shows during the week. Mondays, we've got interviews from uh, authors, from CEOs, from top business guys from around the world. Uh, Wednesdays, we started a little uh, little show about what's in the news so we could discuss um, some of the current events uh, that are going on in the world. And then Fridays, we monologue with, uh, well, we monologue. We don't, you can't monologue as a, as a we, can you? It's part of the name. Yeah, yeah. Help me out. What happens on Friday? On Friday Fire, it's where you monologue. Thank and you. And you tell us about something you've learned over the week or right. something's been on your mind. All right, cool. So this this is the fun podcast. Um, so basically, um, Kyle and the team pull up three news articles from around the uh, the world that have been going on during this week. And uh, I haven't seen them before we go to record. And uh, we just pull them up and we discuss what's going on in the news. It's kind of fun. Um, you know, I talk a lot about business and a lot about personal development stuff. And you can't really have a conversation about business without understanding what's going on in the world around you. So uh, we decided to just talk about shit that we wanted to talk about. And until somebody censors us, that's what we'll keep doing. Um, Kyle's being quiet today. Why are you so quiet today, mate? What's going on? Because you're doing your intro. I don't want to interrupt you. Well, how about how, that was your that was your the the interruption cue. Do I do I need an interruption indicator? Maybe I pick up my coffee. <laughs> All right, ding! It's your turn to talk, fucko. <laughs> what do you want me to talk about? I don't know. What's the best online screen name you've seen this week? Oh, this week. Um, I have to get back to you on this week. You know my favorite one. What's your favorite one? My favorite one is uh, Womb Raider. Womb Raider. That, <laughs> that is a, the license That's, plate in Texas is available for that, is. by the way. Um, I saw Fuck Knuckle this week and it just made, it just made me laugh. <laughs> I'm like, what even is a Fuck Knuckle? I don't know. Is that in the dictionary? I don't want to find out. You go look it up. Um, all right, so what we do is we pull three headlines from around the uh, the world of news, and then we're going to actually look at a fourth headline, and, and that fourth headline is a little bit lighter, and we put it into one of this morning. What are the categories, please, Kyle? Uh, we got Super Cool, and then Shut Up Fool. <laughs> I love the Shut Up Fool. Well, we'll see what it is. All right, what is the first uh, item of the day, Kyle? What's the first news article we're going to discuss? From NPR.org, we have how a handful of metals could determine the future of ele- the electric car industry. That is, yeah, that's significant. Because, like, cars need all kinds of shit. And batteries need stuff, too. So how do you get the stuff like lithium, um, nickel? I don't know what else is in batteries. What else is in batteries? Uh, cobalt. Okay, so I know there's some, like, shit that needs to be got. And... You know, the article goes on to say, as I'm scanning it here, the existing supply chain is dominated by a single country, China. Ah, China pretty much controls all the metals required. What's this guy's name? Quasi Ampofo. 
the head of metals and mining research at uh, at Bloomberg NEF. So yeah, what do we do about that? Because you can go electric. You can be like, hey, let's let's everybody get electric cars and shit. But when you think of the parts that you need to make the chips, and you think of the parts you need to make the batteries, um, what's the plan? How how do we do this? Because there's so many um, there's so many different restrictions and different countries involved, and it's like you know we could base a whole industry on something that very quickly, as we've seen with Russia, um, when when the world turns against somebody and wants to flick off a switch, they can. So what happens when the entire United States car market is dependent on imports, foreign imports, metals, foreign imports of raw materials, like the manufacturing side of it? Because like these raw materials, they don't just affect cars. I mean, I know the, the articles about cars, there's a nice uh, picture of a Volkswagen there and China's dominance raising big geopolitical concerns. Let's look at it like, you know, it's not just cars. It's everything electrical that revolves around these these metals. And um, from what I understand, lithium's not rare by any stretch. It's, it's readily available around the world. I do not know where to get lithium. I don't either. I mean, what would you say? But remember, I, remember I find Dr. Brown? It it's easy to get plutonium in 2015. In the future, what you going to do? Go to the fucking store and buy it? Like, I, I don't know where to buy plutonium like or, or lithium. I just I find it hard to believe that all of the lithium in the world is in China, and my solution is just pull it out of the ground from somewhere else. If you don't want China having control of everything, then do something about it. I mean, there's got to be like lithium in the ground in America, surely. Surely, like it. One of the first uh, lines is that in the article is that these minerals aren't particularly rare. The production just needs to scale up mass massively, so. It seems just like we're not pulling enough from places that aren't. Well, I think that's because there's a lot of like, I I don't know what the the equivalent phrase is in uh, in America. Um, In England, they call them nimbies. Have you ever heard of a nimby? Or Gumby? No, 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 nimby. N i m b y. And what it means is not in my backyard. Like so, that's really good, but I don't want it around my fucking house. So like, oh, we need some more lithium mines. Great, but you're not going to open them in central Texas because it's really pretty. No, or, you can open them in Kansas where it's not really pretty. I, <laughs> sorry to all the listeners in uh, in Kansas there. Um, it's okay. It's pretty flat. It probably went over their heads. Oh, fucking hell, mate. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's one state we can no longer visit. Thank, thank oh, you, no. Kyle. What will we do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, why can't we just build lithium mines in the United States? Because like they're fuck ugly. Yes, right, I know, but, but let's, let's take a look, right? It's not like the UK where it's a small island. It's massive. Right. We have There's tons of land that you can't see from other parts of populated areas. And then we're back to like fucking economics. And, you know, I use East Texas as an example because I'm very familiar with the industries around there. But the big, big industries over there uh, is wood, is lumber. And all that shit just gets outsourced now. It, and there's no hometown lumber yards. There's nobody creating anything um, on, on a small scale. And not that I'm suggesting you should have hometown lithium mines. But when... <laughs> that could go poorly. Well, no. Like, all right, so there's a town, oh, maybe 45 minutes from College Station called Bremond. 
and they have a really big coal mine near Bremont that really? supplies yeah that supplies power plants and all that other shit. Hmm. There's another massive one. You ever see that? Um, you ever see the, the the movies about uh, the really big things that like really big shit like engineering challenges yeah they have like those yeah. cat dump trucks that they're, the tires are 14 feet tall right well they've got one of those things that has excavator buckets that's bigger than fucking houses and they all go on a chain they've got one of those that's off of I-45 I want to take the drone out there and fly that it would be it. incredible but they've got some massive mines around here and what you can do with mining is like people are needed to run the mines so yeah it's not the prettiest fucking thing but there's huge amounts of environmental people that will help put it back together after it's done so is there a way like and when you look at trees and shit they're all like oh well you know it's destroying nature and that look yeah but there's a way to come in extract the shit we need and put everything back and regrow it to within 50 to 60 years mm -hmm. everything's extracted and then it's all back to normal and you could put like a lake in there and maybe some fucking animal shit when you're done with it I don't understand the massive push against we have to protect the environment as opposed to maybe we should be pushing us so we have to work hand in hand with the environment and make sure that after we extract what we need, we leave the fucking place better than we found it. Mm -hmm. I don't know about that, man. I, I don't know how to do that with coal mines. Well, they're just giant pits in the ground, aren't they? Well, yeah, but what could you do with it afterwards? Like, can you fill it with water or is that... Maybe. Dangerous. I don't know. Is it full of lithium? I hope not. Is I there anything know. else? If in it there is, we then can... we didn't do our job. I don't know. We're obviously not mining engineers. I think the, <laughs> the push here has to be like, why the fuck are we not utilizing the raw materials that we have? Exactly. Like, why don't we just bring it home? If China has a, a chokehold on all of the metal that goes into it, go find more. Sounds like China needs some freedom. We're good at spreading that. I don't think it's freedom. I think it's oppression. But like, you, are we the baddies? <laughs> oh. All um, right. So yeah, I mean, it's just going to lead to the one thing we've got out of Corona and now out of this fucking war is there is a microscope on logistics, supply chains, manufacturing, outsourcing, and all this shit about where does our stuff actually come from, and. It's shown us just how fragile the the global uh, commerce ecosystem is, and then the problem is, you know, like you want to bring all this shit home. You want to say, let's manufacture in America, let's have jobs in America, let's bring our military back, and let's defend America, and let's be pro-American. And then all of a sudden, you take a nationalist stance. Well, I quite like the idea of of, of healthcare. Uh, for everybody. I quite like the idea of uh, the education system being completely overhauled and higher education being made more accessible and more affordable. And wait a minute, I've, I've, now I've got a, a nationalistic sense of pride and I like socialism. Hold on a second. Well, that, that's national socialism. Well, oh, oh dear me. Now the baddies have adopted that one. Uh-oh, <laughs> so does that make me a Nazi? I don't believe so. I, I don't think so either. But I, I am very much... Like, we need to protect our own whilst helping other people. It's like putting the fucking oxygen mask on the airplane. Yeah, you right now, on you first. Right now, like, the American on the airplane is running around putting everybody else's oxygen mask on and forgetting to breathe himself. I think that's the biggest issue uh, that we've got, is that we should put our own oxygen mask on. Because, like, we're not number one at anything anymore. 
like except for maybe incarceration of black males and uh, we're good at that. yeah really good at that and then locking people up for selling marijuana I so said we're really good at that too um, but Although like some parts of this country have gotten better but realistically on a world stage there's a whole fuckload of things we're not number one at because right. we're not paying attention to the things going on here nationally and mm -hmm. um, you know you've just got to think that maybe a little a, a tiny little bit of socialism is is okay a social safety net um, I think that contributing money towards paying for the education of the generations that are following along I think that's absolutely critical and um, then all of a sudden I'm a Nazi which just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Doesn't add up. All right, let's get off this because uh, I'll just go down another rabbit hole. What's it's, the next? It's like headline? Beetlejuice. You can only say that N word three times. <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. I, I don't know. I, I never did watch that movie. You know, um, it always kind of weirded me out. Uh, but anyway, um, right, what's the next headline, buddy? What are we going to talk about next? The next one I have is two years later, remote work has changed millions of careers. Uh, this one comes from CNN Business, talking about, you know, the, the pandemic and how shutting down everybody working from home has kind of changed how we think about work. You know, that is... Um it's a couple of things you've talked about. I, I like that. You know, um, work's about work. It's it's shit you have to do in order to exist, really. Most people just have jobs, mm -hmm. okay? And if a job is some shit that I have to accomplish in order to exist, the easier it is for me to accomplish that job and the more fulfilling I find that job, the, the more I'm going to stay and develop a career there. And the pandemic forced people to adapt to an environment where they worked from home and they had their meetings via zoom and you know it raised productivity and so we finally come to a crossroads where the the, the myth of the 40-hour work week is is fucking irrelevant like happy content employees working with you as the business owner to achieve the company's mission and achieve them their mission and achieve their life goals is far more important than coming to a cubicle at eight o'clock every day and clocking in um the, the the problem is nobody's going to go back to nobody wants to go back to the office i the only reason we have an office is so you all show up at the same time the same place and everybody gets a, a mission directive and then like we can see when you're working we can see when you're making updates like to saving files and on the server and shit so it doesn't really matter where you are what matters to me is everybody's engaged on the same mission and we all touch base you know every so often i i don't think i'd be comfortable with 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 no meetings no face-to-face -face shit but like that's why i don't have a real estate office anymore mm -hmm. um like i i take all of my real estate meetings like in in coffee shops because most people when, when the pandemic hit, they went immediately to DocuSign. Um, no need to, to show up, no need for wedding. Everything's authenticated on the internet. And it just became an industry standard overnight, which totally eliminated the need for offices. So like the realtors that work with me, like some of them come in, um, you know, Robbo comes in most days, Jake comes in occasionally, but they work out in the field and like it, it's just the way it is. But what's the knock-on effect for real estate owners, for commercial building owners, for commercial landlords that are now looking at 
all these fucking great big offices are just sitting completely empty because the companies that lease them have seen happier workers, more content workers, and higher productivity. Like, fuck, man. <laughs> if I have the ability, right, let's just say I'm an employee, and this happened before uh, in my early 20s. I was in warehousing, and there was an expected amount of work that I had to get done every single day. Well, like checkpoints, or you were getting yeah, like a list. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I had I had a list of shit that I was responsible for, um, and the the other guys they made it take all eight hours. That's what they did. That's what they were responsible for. And by the time I figured out, like, man, there's like two hours worth of work here. Systematized everything, and this was before I knew what systems were. I was just like, this is stupid. Let me find a better way to do this. I was getting eight hours worth of work done in two. Mm-hmm. But if I told the boss, hey man, uh, I got nothing to do. No, I did two hours worth of work and looked busy for six. So if that job had been working from home, and when you look at it as, as an employer, I need these tasks doing, and this is a fair rate to get these tasks done. So if I hire you for $1,000 to do tasks A, B, C, and D, and at the end of the week, tasks A, B, C, and D are done, why the fuck does it matter if it took you two hours or 40 hours? Right. Like, it's the market rate of the tasks. And I'd much rather have people that, you know, they work two hours a day, they get everything knocked out. And I'm like, well, in reality, this is this work is worth this much in value, and then pay them on the value, and let them go do other shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I, and that seems, it seems to me like I'm, I'm foreign for thinking that way. Like you take care, your employees are people. You take care of them. You make them think highly of you and respect you. They're gonna want to come to work. Like, are you I, vaping right now? I'm a little bit. Is that why your voice sounds so weird? Does it sound weird? <laughs> I can't hear any change in myself. Um, this motherfucker. Like he's at work right now. Believe it or not. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> but like, so like the first person in this article, uh, her name's Chelsea Pruitt. She's lived in California for nearly her entire life, and now she's moving to Alabama. Because she works entirely remotely now. She can it's a perfect, perfect example. You know, what's San Francisco rent? Five grand a month, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, what's Alabama rent? Probably $400 and some fucking peanuts. I don't know what they trade in Alabama. Like, Teeth. Teeth? <laughs> she has at least 26 months. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the tooth fairy comes and they show up with a fucking mortgage check. That's what you get pay your rent for what that's fucked up man but no like in all reality um you get the 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 cost of living benefit mm-hmm. of of being able to work remote i could have a i could have a legal job doing oil and gas law where in the past i would have had to have been in an office in houston every single day and my legal expertise doesn't change depending on which office i'm sitting in i still look shit up on google all the time uh, it doesn't matter if I'm looking it up from the house or from the office. And so I could live in a rural community in central Texas with great internet and still work, quote unquote, in downtown Houston and, and, and make the Houston money. And that has a massive, massive um, benefit to it. Because if, if, if I'm getting paid $300,000 a year to do law and my expenses living in the city are two hundred fifty grand. 
my expenses living in the country, living in Alabama, say, for example, not to knock it, but my expenses might be 75 grand then, mm -hmm. which is a huge difference in what I can save and invest for my future. So I'm fully in agreement with the fact that remote working should be a, a absolute mainstay of how business is done now. And then uh, it's funny you say that. The, the last dude in this article, Mr. Uh, John Pearson, um, he's kind of taken what they call a hybrid approach uh -huh. where you know he, he sees the benefit of working from home and it's nice to just walk down your hall and you're in the comfort of your house getting all your work done but there are benefits to face-to-face -face working like at the media foundry I don't think editing videos as a team or creating graphics as a team is really conducive to working remotely away from each other it's nice to be able to sit in the same room Look at and the bounce shit off of and balance shit off each other and, and but not everybody's job is like that like if somebody in the accounting department doesn't need to bounce shit off somebody because they know they've got 51 checks they have to avoid and reissue it's numbers and shit yeah i and again it does vary on the job but there's no need for creatives to be in the office all the time either it might be right we've got a planning session at two o'clock tuesday and we're in here for two hours and then nobody shows up on wednesday because they're all working on the shit from tuesday right that hybrid approach and the need for a space would be there but but I think the the need that the way we work and like you, you know you remember Mad Men with the big offices yes. everybody showing up and all that shit and and then like then the, the the way Google came out in the early two thousands with the bing bags and the ping pong tables and shit I think slides I I think that's just man <laughs> I think we're gonna see more and more and more pushback um, on the the large corporate level shit from going back to work. I think people are very happy with working from home or working from, like like these little incubators, uh, these office startups, these coffee shops. Um, you know, I see people at the coffee shop all the time with high level work spread out in front of them. You know, sometimes in, in, in the nice weather, you'll see them at the park. And for me, if I can get my work done and accomplish everything I need to accomplish, what does it matter where I'm sitting? You know? Exactly. So um, I'm all for that. I'm all for, and the, the big thing that we got to figure out is what to do with all the skyscrapers. Um, well, the honestly, like in a perfect scenario, tear them down, make them parks. Like have the cities or the local governments or whatever, just like, hey, um, those four, this block of buildings hasn't been rented out for the past six months. We're going to tear it down, make it public space. Damn. Yeah. All right. So, um, well, like, why don't I don't need skyscrapers? I do like trees though. Well, yeah, um, like you really, those incubators. I you, think those, you, just, you just can't do that, mate. So, wh what what can you do with a big empty building? Um, I don't know what you do with a big empty like, building. I, I don't know either, but I wouldn't tear it down. I mean, there's millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of real estate out there. It's not my millions. It's not. Um, but when you look at you look at what you could do with it, um, you know, there's all kinds of, of different things. Um, but in reality, that none of them are a good fit. None of them are a good fit. And the problem with you know turning it into living space, for example, or turning it into like our oh, community shit for homeless people, it's like you know people build offices for a reason, and people are homeless for a reason. And generally, the reason people are homeless is because they haven't figured out what it takes to actually become valuable enough to maintain a living space mm -hmm. and so 
if you know you flew in all charity like and be like oh there's some great unused fucking skyscrapers let's fill them with fucking homeless people then all you get is a big skyscraper full of people that don't have the processing ability or cognitive capacity to maintain their own living spaces which becomes another massive fuck up and a huge problem so it's not as simple as going let's tear these down and make them parks because they're owned by somebody mm-hmm. and there's millions and millions of dollars sitting going bad losing money um are those investments tied to regular people's 401ks i don't know but it's definitely gonna be a problem that's gonna need some some minds that are greater than mine to figure out i just i just don't think you can fill them with with homeless people i don't think you can turn them into into low-income apartments and shit like that purely because the the class of people we're talking about doesn't have the the cognitive capacity and the, the the ability to upkeep housing space um now maybe there's maybe there's a happy medium maybe there's something in there that can make it work maybe i just insulted every single fucking homeless person that ever existed but i don't think you can just turn over empty office buildings and go let's make them into fucking low-cost living shit i don't think it works i think that just kicks the problem a little bit further down the road and then we end up with a crisis where there's office buildings that are just overrun with with people that really can't afford to look after them and then you get the buildings falling into disrepair and then what happens the minute the first fucking elevator goes out you know it just it doesn't seem like a good idea um what to me anyway all right what's next because uh I, i don't fucking know about that i do think that um working from home and working remotely is never going away i think that's something that is is one of the big benefits that has come out of the pandemic is that the fact that we're probably going to be moving away from a 40-hour work week very, very soon. So I, I like that. All right, so what's next? Read the next one out for us, mate. The next one we have is why WhatsApp wants to convince Americans to stop sending text messages, also from CNN Business. Good luck. Yeah, good luck Bye. with that. Um, initially, I can tell you that I will not stop sending text messages through my iMessage for WhatsApp simply because it's owned by facebook man the main thing they're citing here is that americans care about their privacy but whatsapp is owned by facebook the least privacy concerned social media company ever that bothers me like a lot because yeah you know the the gold in the real world is data Mm -hmm. and every if you don't know by now that Facebook is purely a tool for collecting and gathering as much data as possible and then selling that data to other people, uh, advertisers, governments, like anybody that wants to buy data can buy anything they want to know about you. Um, because like when you just click I agree on terms and conditions and install shit, and realistically, I think there needs to be something done about this. But like, you know, you can't put some shit back in the box. The box has been opened. And I would not, even if you're using encrypted shit all over the place and everything else, I would not expect any privacy. Because whoever wrote encryption, um, it can also be unwrote. It can mm-hmm. also be unencrypted. I w- God, this is, this is bad. Um, you know, I don't like the fact that I'll have a conversation with somebody <clears throat> and the microphone on my phone hears it and then starts displaying ads based on the fucking conversation that I had. I don't like when I can flip the switch on my Google Home and say, hey Google, and it goes, sorry, the microphone's not active right now. 
how did you hear me? Exactly. I there. It's always listening. So, I don't think privacy is the way to try to convince us to stop texting. But no, but I think shit should be private anyway. Yes. Um, I I think that we should like really back up on this, and and history may show that this. Um, I I think we're 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 at a crossroads between utopia and fucking Mad Max, to be honest. Um, but history is probably going to show this as a time where we lost complete fucking control over our own privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if there's anything we can do to get it back uh, because the the issues are rooted so deeply within the software we use every day as part of our human existence. Um, but no, I don't believe that anybody should be able to look at my shit, track where I was, track who I was talking to, track what I was talking about, all this fucking COVID app app tracking shit with what friends you've been in touch with and everything else, like, that exists outside of the app. Like, my phone knows it's next to your phone right now. It's accessing data that's already available. Right. So we we see these apps come out, like, oh, that's creepy. How did you do that? Because it's already already there. It's already being collected. Like, Teresa in Northern California, I can tell that you're listening to this because we've searched for it. Right. Well, like, my phone knows that it's in proximity to your phone and to everybody else in the Mm -hmm. office's phone. Even though they're in the next room and two rooms over... That proximity's there. So anybody wanting to know if I've been up to anything nefarious could go and look and say, right, who was Sam hanging around with at fucking five past ten on a Monday morning? Oh, well, these guys. So they must also be nefarious shit. You see how mm-hmm. very quickly dissenting voices and, and anybody stepping outside the bounds of, of what the people controlling the data want to be seeing, you see how fucking quickly it's compromised. Mm-hmm. Like, it's genuinely scary shit. So I don't think there's a way to stop people from communicating by text. Um, Text is my preferred method of communication uh, because I get to control when I look at it, when I answer, and I have a full um, history of the conversation. I can scroll back and go, well, this is what we were talking about and this is where we can pick up. So I prefer text um, except for close personal relationships, which I prefer phone. Um, But... Like, I don't want to get fucking phone calls all day. Um, my schedule now is I check my email probably twice a day. Um, I check text messages probably twice an hour. And I just don't answer the phone when it rings um, because, like, even if it's business, it's genuine. It's generally business is getting routed to somebody else in the office. And my voicemail says, if you need me, hang up and send a text message. Like, so I don't think that anybody's going to get away from communicating by text. But it does bother the fuck out of me that anybody, anybody with the right kind of software um, can hack into my shit and read every single text message I've sent. They can see every single selfie I've taken. You know, they can measure every single dick pic that has come up on my phone. Like, I mean, I know that's not so much a problem for you, but... I would really hope when you say come up on your phone, you're the one taking them of your own and not receiving them, my guy. Oh, wait, you can take dick pics? Oh, (laughs) I don't know. Try being a popular podcaster with a British accent, mate. It's terrible. I've talked to your social media girls. I know. But one of my buddies floored me the other day and I had no fucking comeback for it whatsoever. He's like, oh, I know you're not gay. Like we were, we were sitting at a table full of guys mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, I know Sam's not gay. And I was like, go on then. Yeah, he's fucking terrible at blowjobs. I'm like, God <laughs> damn it, man. <laughs> 
that was a sick bone. That's solid. That's good. Especially, you know, you're sitting around a group of guys. It's all locker room talk. And then he drops that one. I'm like, sometimes you got to take yourself down for the greater good. That, I mean, was, was, that was solid. That was shit. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, privacy, privacy is a huge thing, man. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, where do you think it stops? Um... I'm not certain if it stops so much as it restarts. Uh, there's been rumors that we're right around the corner from a new internet for two, three years at this point. Web three or some whatever they're calling it. Yeah, yeah and right. that's uh, that's being written now. That's some crazy. That's shit, That's being though. created by people that are like us that are tired of everything. That's some and crazy shit. And I think maybe that's got the ability to have actually that end to end encrypted. It's impossible to break that code like, like it would it would take longer than humans have left on this planet to break that code so I, you're saying ai could do it in about three seconds then i if you taught it to maybe yeah yeah um i don't know man it just seems I th- like i think maybe we can get it figured out but if facebook's the one leading the charge i don't think we will Facebook just needs to fucking die already, man. Seriously. Like, you post one thing on there, and they disagree with it. There's no warning. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, your account's banned for 30 days. Mm -hmm. Like, wait a minute. I give you content. Mm -hmm. I engage your viewers. Mm -hmm. Like, I generate ad revenue for you. Mm -hmm. And I make one comment, Mm -hmm. and I'm banned for... Like, this is not just me. This is every, every content creator, everybody that wants to talk about shit that has been in the news i mean all right i'll go there hunter biden's laptop mm-hmm. well i um, haven't read the stories yet but i saw well, all the headlines coming out th- this week this and we'll probably discuss it on another show but this week it's been confirmed that everything on there has been confirmed and authenticated as real and now they're going in and, and digging and doing investigations and shit but when this first broke uh it was two years ago and it was the new york post that originally ran the story the New York Post is one of the oldest fucking newspapers still in existence in this country. It's been around since the mid-1800s. Like, yes, you could argue that it was a little bit tabloidy. However, they are not known for fucking shit up. They have journalistic integrity. And if you're going to run an article as huge as that, with a name as big as that, you're going to double-check, triple-check, cross-reference mm-hmm. your sources. We're talking two months out from a general election. Fucking potential president's son involved in drug use, possible sex trafficking, definite videos and pictures of underage girls on there, compromised by China, working for fucking Ukrainian government agencies. and power. What the fuck is going on? And New York Post breaks this story and Twitter bans New York Post for spreading disinformation. And over 50 intelligence experts all go out on the record and say, this is Russian disinformation. Russia, 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 Russia. And the people that say, hey, this is authenticated. Uh, this is real. We've got the we've got the IP addresses. We've got the timestamps. This is real shit. The people that say that get muted and banned from society. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that ultimately Facebook will seal its own fate in the I think they already have right that we can't talk any kind of shit on there that doesn't agree with their particular stance on anything and open dialogue and open discussion is like it's been the key to successful society since the fucking Greeks man like if we can't talk about shit that's a problem then how do we solve the problem and 
the Web three stuff. It's getting built yeah. now. Well, like and there's gonna there's gonna be a new platform. I really, really there has think, to be. Because, I really think the reason everyone's still on Facebook is because it's so easy to make an account and, and everything no, is tied to it. Right, and there's nowhere else to go. There will right. be something come out. As that, soon as something as soon as comes it does, out, Facebook fuck is Facebook. Done. It's done. And like that's because of the fucking abuse mm -hmm. that they've put the people through. I mean, Blatant, they, it's, it's, it's all social engineering. Um, based on psychology that they understand far better than we do. It's like the first scandal they had about privacy. They were like, oh, our bad. We won't let this happen again. And then the next one's happened, and they're pretty much like, yeah, eh, well, I don't well, do something about it. What, what they forget, though, is like the politicians didn't build the internet, as, <laughs> as my run-in with some politicians this week <laughs> clearly goes to fucking show. Um, yeah, so the politicians didn't build the internet, and they're very, very out of touch with how all this shit works. They don't realize that the massive social shift that's taken place since COVID happened. Now, the the engineers at Facebook certainly do, but the politicians running the show, they don't have a fucking clue. And so when you start thinking about this, I like to phrase it as um, Darth Vader didn't build the Death Star. Darth Vader hired a bunch of fucking nerds to build it. Yes, he did. Exactly. So the guys in charge didn't build the fucking internet. The nerds built the internet, and now the nerds have had enough, and there's a whole new generation of nerds, and well, fuck you, we don't like your internet, we're going to build a better one. Mm -hmm. And I think that's exactly what we're seeing with this Web3 and with everything else. It's going to allow much more free speech and much more discourse and dialogue. So like the, um, the early 2000s where the internet was the Wild West and you could do whatever you wanted. <laughs> I'm, I'm just again. amazed that like there were so many local single mums that wanted to meet me. See, I it's fucking great. All I'm saying, I put my VPN to somewhere over in Europe, and all of the hot local milfs still wanted me. That's so great. They yeah. love me. That must be just a, an excess of. Uh, of they, they must they, all get a notification <laughs> on their phone that says Kyle has landed. Yeah, and then they're like, "Ooh, let me tell Kyle about this one weird trick that helped me learn ten help me burn 10 pounds of belly fat why doctors hate me like do you remember that shit oh yeah but it worked man it was mm -hmm. so funny i mean the the wild west people were making millions of dollars from from idiots clicking on shit because like i i, I, I love this country i love it but you will never run out of fat gullible fucking people that want a magic button for weight loss on the internet that's why we're the greatest revenue stream ever <laughs> jesus christ all right so yeah, um, WhatsApp, uh, sending text messages, unencrypted shit, that's bad. Spying on us is bad. Uh, we don't know how to solve it, let's build a new internet. Does that sound about right? Sounds good to me. All also, right. if you haven't changed your passwords in the last six weeks, go ahead and do it. This is just your reminder. Oh God, I just, I, I, I can't. I think our last password was fuck this, stop changing my passwords, one, two, three, exclamation mark. Yeah, but now it ends with a question mark. And a capital, f uh, fucking <laughs> a four where the capital A should be. Like, no, I'm, I'm over it. Um, all right, what is, uh, let, let's finish the show, dude. Let's, let's, let's do the lighter article. Um, so this last segment of our show, we blatantly ripped it off from Andy Frisella's podcast. And a huge shout out to those guys. A massive fan of Real AF. And, Man, good uh, ideas and are good the, ideas. The work he does. And he does say share the show if you like it. So uh, go check out the Real AF podcast with Andy Frisella. Um, we, we blatantly stole this format from him. Um, <clears throat> his show is uh, it's either two thumbs up or two thumbs in the butt, which uh, I, I think... I think I could fit both my thumbs up there. I mean, not with that attitude. I mean, it, it takes a little practice, buddy. <laughs> like, come on now. 
Jesus. So, for the article. So, we, we, we call this, what do we call the segment? Super Cooler Shut Up Fool. All right. So, so, so Kyle, Kyle's actively Googling how to fit two thumbs in his arsehole now. Oh, apparently it can stretch to four inches. And Once. Ra- and raccoons can fit into three and a half inch holes. What the fuck are you reading? What's the last article? Michael Jackson musical to launch national tour in 2023. A this Michael comes Jackson from AP musical? News. Yes, a Broadway a musical, musical about Michael Jackson. Why do we need a Michael Jackson musical? I don't know. I don't know why we need his hologram singing songs. Is his hologram singing songs? What I'm, does the article say? I don't know if he's part of this. Tupac's hologram was legit. That was that was something else. I enjoyed Where that. was that? Um, he performed with Snoop Dogg at Coachella a few years ago. Oh, he did? No, his hologram <laughs> Like it, it, it was really weird to watch. Uh, really weird. And uh, it only works from certain angles and stuff. I think it's cool as shit, though. But anyway, so the article says, what does the article say? The new splashy Broadway musical about Michael Jackson is going to moonwalk across America next year. No, it's not. It's going to go in a bunch of fucking 18-wheelers. It's not going to moonwalk anyway. (laughs) It's titled MJ, and it's packed with dozens of songs by the King of Pop. It plans to hit 17 major cities over two years starting in 2023, kicking off in Chicago on July 15th of that year. Alright, um, I don't think we need a Michael Jackson musical. I don't either. Um, now, that being said, I was late to the Michael Jackson party. Yes. Um, I can remember when Bad came out, and why he was just the baddest fucking dude on the planet. Everybody wanted a red leather jacket. I can remember the music video for Thriller. Like, I was just a little bit of kid, but, like, he was the baddest fucking dude around. He was the literally the king of pop. And, look, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch a Michael Jackson musical, right? But if they've shown it on Broadway <clears throat> and it's got enough attention on Broadway to justify a national tour, then fucking go for it. Like, you know, like, he was the king of pop. It was good music. Like, I mean... I don't run around and fucking get all nostalgic and listen to Michael Jackson, but mm-hmm. I'm sure there's plenty of people do. I'm sure there's plenty of people who would enjoy it. So who am I to say don't do that? I think it's pretty fucking cool that, you know, the guy is dead and yet his legacy is living on. And musicals are a different way to perform songs, different way to arrange the music, different way to have it actually performed. You can use, like, you know, when you're just a fucking pop star, like how much expression can you really have over the shit that came out on the radio you've mm-hmm. still got to perform it right but like as a as a fucking uh, I mean Metallica being the obvious exception when they went and did uh, the S&M series where they appeared with the uh, was it the San Francisco uh, Symphony Orchestra that was that was really well done but like most pop stars are, are, are locked into that genre and so if keeping his music alive by doing a national tour of a Broadway adaptation of his fucking set list is the way to go then I'm all for it I'd say uh, I'd say it was super cool what do you think when you frame it that way I have no issues with it it's not for me but also I'm not gonna go see it so however I don't like Michael Jackson. You're out? I'm out. It's a shut up fool? I, it's a shut up fool for me. Oh, man. Okay, so I guess we'll have to... One, one super cool, because I'm old, and one shut up fool, because Kyle's young, and he does not give a fuck about the King of Pop. I don't. Well, he, he probably like Justin Timberlake or some shit. I mean, with Sexy Back? Oh, my God. <laughs>
All right, so uh, that appears to be a really good uh, note to end the show. Um, guys, I'm so happy you get to hang out with us on a Wednesday. It's pretty much my favorite show of the week, um, the Sam and Kyle See What's Up. So uh, I enjoy it. Um, Kyle, you got anything else to add before we let these fine people go? I don't believe so, actually. All right. No, no fun facts, no jokes, no nothing. Well, shit. All right, that's going to do it for the show for today. You'll be good. Stay safe and check in with us again for this week's episode of Friday Fire. You'll be good. This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you've made it this far, you clearly like it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in historic downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com or on social media at txfoundry. Thanks for tuning in.